The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I'm a bird. Blah, blah, blah. This is my Birdcast. You know how this works. And if you don't, hey, what's going on? My name is Chad. I'm a bird, and this is my Birdcast. Okay. So this last weekend was the spookiest. I don't know. It doesn't have to be Hungarian or like anything. It just can just be this last weekend. Was he doesn't? It's not nearly as spooky when you do it in just like a, you know, vaguely stonerific accent. Although I would love to see a stoner vampire. Well, I guess there already was a stoner vampire movie, wasn't there? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Come on. Um, maybe like. Okay, let's do. It doesn't have to be only one. Like, I don't think that it's limited just to that movie. We could do several um, stoner vampire movies. It'd be called Sucks. <laughs> yes. All right, so it's the Sucks trilogy. Or the Saga, depending on how, how, like, how well it does. Anyway, this last weekend was Halloween, which means this last week was the Halloween, which means the like whole month of October was very much booked. And um, I tried to get through my 23 horror movies in 2023, but, like, they were all very depressing. Uh, And so if you are not following me on Letterboxd, come and see. I will continue the journey, but, like, ugh, it was a bleak trek. Um, um, My top four of 2023, which were not actually, they weren't all made in 2023, but these are the four best ones I saw on my watch list in 2023. Um, okay. My number four is gonna be the Pope's exorcist. That was dope. Russell Crowe beating up a demon. I'm never going to not want it. Please write more. Number three, terrified. Uh, I'd never seen it before. It's good. It's spooky. It's fun. A plus number two is going to be terrifier Two. I know, but like, I, I didn't believe it at first, but I'm kind of a sucker now. Can't wait for number three. I hated how much I loved it. Terrifier 2. Disgusting. 
I think I said that movie was like a deep dish pizza. It was too much, too messy, but fucking delicious. Oh my God. It was so fucking fun. And then number one, and but like also questionable. I've got notes. But then number one of by far the best horror movie I saw in 2023 was not from 2023. It was from 2022. And that's The Dark and the Wicked. If you haven't seen that movie, damn. It's high cuisine, Michelin starred, A plus five stars. We'll take the family next time. Ah, what is screams in? Magooligans got to do a really fun Halloween pinball stream over at Logan Arcade. We played Monster Bash. It was a trip. And then, like, just the whole, like, I went to parties. I did a show on uh, Halloween night with Bill Larkin where we did The Raven. If we can find vids of that, we'll put it up somewhere. In the meantime, your Halloween treat is that the shirts are available. We got the link to work. Go to chadthebird.com and check out the shirt. It is our limited edition summer camp tea. Worst apocalypse ever. Hope you enjoy it. It's very hyper color. It's perfect for sleeping and for next year and for every time you're doing like you go to a hotel and they got a pool. This is a good walking around Disney World shirt, I think. Um, anyway, at the end of the week, at the beginning of the week of the Halloween weekend, I got to talk about horror movies, which is one of my favorite topics, obviously. So take a listen. This is me live with a surprise guest. Bwahaha. From the Green Mill in Chicago, talking about horror movies um, on the Saturday before Halloween. What a, I was dressed as a vampire. Oh my god! Find me on YouTube and Instagram and check it out. Anyway, here it is, already in progress. Like me, cause it could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. First off, I want to take a moment, just a second of your time, to get this out of the way. I know we're all just doing our thing, trying to be the best versions of ourselves we can be, and oftentimes that can seem tactless and obtuse. And those words may be pricey. But spending a little extra is just to show you how much I care. I get this out of the way. I know there's been some rumors out there circulating, and I want to address them head on. Get out in front of the gossip train before it jumps the tracks. I want to nip this in the scuttle butt and grab the wheel or whatever you do to stop a rumor mill before it starts turning and meet you in the middle here. So before we continue, I need to get something off my chest. Yes, it's true. I am in a good mood. <laughs> More specifically, I'm over the fucking moon right now. And it is a full moon to be damn sure, because it is that time of year. It's the time of year when wafts of chocolate grabbies sashay past your nose. The air is crispy like waffle fries. And the demon clowns are out of hibernation and back to tempting you into the sewers. It's that time of the year when it gets misty, like actually misty. And you gotta walk home in it. And yeah, it's probably best to get in before it gets too dark because it's a safety hazard. But like, you can enjoy it. Take a thriller break, do the dance, and then go inside. 
It's the time of the year when every giggle is tainted with nasty deeds and super weird intentions. But this time of the year, it is acceptable and warranted. Tis the screamsin', my little ghouligans. It's Halloween! And I mean, the entire month should be named Halloween thusly because October is a mood, and it is a full mood to be damn sure. Together, we gather to celebrate this harvesty, crunchety juncture in which ghosts are real, zombies are guests, and everyone with allergies can rejoice because summer is finally over and everything is gonna die so you can breathe again. And all of our favorite shows are having Halloween specials. You've been jamming on that tradition for a long time, humanity. The first primetime animated Halloween special ever aired back in 1966, and it is the definitive childhood heartstring tugmaster, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. So, back in the day, in the before times, 1962, Mr. Magoo's Christmas special was the first holiday special to be produced for TV. Arguably the first, but we do not have time to actually get into it, because we gotta save time to dig through the pumpkin bucket and toss out the sprees, raisinets, dots, twizzlers, mellow creams, and candy corn, because we have standards. <laughs> so then comes 1965 and the Peanuts gang and their asthmatic, childlike joys were broadcast kind of on a dare and suddenly people love the idea of hanging out with their favorite friends on TV for the holidays. So one year later, they figured they'd go at it again and again they did go at it, but this time for kids that read horror comics and literally everyone else that didn't play sports. Great Pumpkin <laughs> is still the reigning champion of rewatched Halloween specials, but I prefer some holly jolly horror with no goofy dipshit Halloween puns or dumb fuckery. Just pure sawwind, feruza bolt, craft level, respect for the darkness with no interruptions. And for that, I'll watch me some scary movies. The mid-1890s, people were just starting to watch movies. Mostly because movies were just starting to get made, but also because everyone was poor and bored. My, how we've changed. French illusionist turned movie maker George Millet was in the milieu. He's that beardy guy that made a trip to the moon, which was as advertised. But instead of like a more nuanced Christopher Nolan approach, they just blasted some astronauts into the moon in a giant bullet, made more intense because the moon was played by a melty cheese pizza face guy. So they literally shot the moon in the face. But it's whimsical. <laughs> Around 1896, he released Le Manoir, Le Manoir du Diable, or The House of the Devil, or The Haunted Castle in America, because they didn't want to scare the straights. And they, it was made to be wondrous. But three minutes of moving skeletons, cauldrons, bats, and of course the devil, it's a hard sell to say it's supposed to be just whimsical. Instead, Millet conjured a whole damn vibe in movies, and thus the horror movie kind of began, but whatever, let's just go with it. Then it got cultured. The literary years ensued between the 1900s and the 1920s when a bunch of spooky shit was getting made out of books. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the first Frankenstein, the first Wolfman, all silent but totally making some noise. Then comes the Golden Age, which is the 20s and 30s. And that's when we get Nosferatu, The Cabinet, Dr. Caligari, and then the 30s, when horror movies got their name because the talkies were invented, so now they could scream. And scream they did. And we're still screaming today. From the Texas Chainsaw Massacres to Killer Clowns from Outer Space to Five Nights at Fucking Freddy's. We're all in this nightmare together. Now some of us are gore hounds, waiting for the moment the main monster tears a human being in half with the camera right up their ass, marveling at the effects work that goes back generations from Jack Pierce, Frankenstein, Stan Winston, everything else, Rick Baker, Tom Savini, Rob Bottin, Screaming Mad George. The more KY jelly and corn syrup, the better. We're gagging for it. 
Some of us are into the paranormal. Furniture flying around the room, doors slamming so sudden we shit our pants and don't sleep right. And then there's your basic creature features, which is gore adjacent, slasher movies, because everyone watches porn, no matter your fandom. Then there's the vampire movie, which is porn adjacent. And then you got your demon possession movies that freak your weird religious aunt out so much they gotta Febreze you when you come over after you watch one. It is a Whitman sampler of panic and anxiety. And it turns out, it's good for you. In small doses, activating the old sympathetic nervous system, triggering an acute stress response that prepares the body for fight or flight, two great tastes that taste great together, and the most important decision in a young organism's life is good practice for the real deal. So says sociologist and fear expert and one of my personal human heroes, Margie Kerr. Seriously, if you've not read Scream, Chilling Adventures in the Science of Fear, what are you even doing walking around with your physiology? It is the everybody poops of amygdala reaction literature. <laughs> According to Margie Kerr, watching a scary movie, quote, ramps up the sympathetic nervous system into go mode because you perceive a threat quicker than you can distinguish whether it is real or not. Your amygdala is always watching like your brain's little sniper in the crow's nest. But it is jacked on Red Bull, so it's ready to go before you are. When it senses a problem, the involuntary response can have a major effect on your body, causing it to release the body's nitrous booster, adrenaline! The effects of this uptick, Kerr says, include increased respiration, increased heart rate and sweating. These physiological changes increase the oxygen supply to the brain and muscles and a host of other chemicals like neurotransmitters and hormones that kick our metabolism into high gear, including dopamine and endorphins, the body's bong rip. Quote, these endorphins are blocking pain. So even if we do get hurt, we don't feel it as intensely. And a horror movie allows us to engage with our fears from a safe distance, getting a hit Oh, that's sweet brain juice, and you don't have to apply for a med card to get it. It's a free sample, just take it. <laughs> it also strengthens human bonds. According to Matthias Clayson of the Aris University, quote, most people seem to seek out horror as a social activity. And there is the least anecdotal evidence that people experience strength and bonds to their co-viewers after watching a scary movie together. Now this is assuming you don't have any trauma responses, of course. <laughs> because trauma ruins everything. I once found a cockroach in my candy bag hanging out on a mini box of Whoppers, and it actually scared me into realizing Whoppers are trash fuck. Now, <laughs> somebody just go, come on, no, fight me on it. Garbage, fucking, Whoppers are garbage. <laughs> now, Kurt cautions that, <laughs> there's no nuance. There's no nuance at all, it's fucking trash. Margie Kerr cautions that real triggers can, can change the experience of watching a horror movie from fun to agony, kind of like how some humans can't enjoy cilantro. So proceed with caution and, quote, an attitude of curiosity, exploration, and self-challenge. But we're here to scream. And why? Margie Kerr says she's got three theories. One, could be an outburst meant to terrify a threat. Could allow more oxygen into the body to help your fight or flight and or could serve as a method of releasing excess energy through our vocal cords. Me gives me that front man in the hair metal band experience. I'm a rock star, screaming louder than everyone, signifying that I got it. I got my dopamine, endorphin, adrenaline hit, and damn it, I love it. So don't be shy, proceed with caution. Because horror is the ooey gooey, munchy crunchy, nougaty, full-size bar, rocky horror road in the bucket of your body. And Microdosing fear in the unusual this time of the year is the treats we need to get through this terrifying world. Or to put it another way, 
Uncle Rainy was ill the day the earth stood still. But he told us where to stand on our feet. And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Claude Rains was the invisible man. I don't see him. And then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong. They got caught in a celluloid jail. Then at a deadly pace, it came from Where? outer space. Thank you. And this is how the message ran. to the Barracudas for their kick-ass song Promises taking us out on the back end. Thank you to Jebson's Millard for sponsoring me. Thank you to Zach Van Sebel for recording me. Thank you to Bill Larkin for singing with me. And thank you to you for listening to me. Oh, what a, what a week, Halloween weekend it's been. And I'm not going to say what's coming next because you'll already know. If you've been to a Walgreens, you already know what time of the year is. We'll get to that on my end of town. But for now... Stay spooky. I want to keep it going. Um, watch some more movies. You don't have to take your decor down until at least November 25th. So keep the spirit going. Have a butternut squash about it. Uh, I'll see you all next week. What are we going to be doing? Lots of stuff. Go buy a shirt. Follow me on all the things. But in the meantime, just going to keep it going. Nailed it.